Hi, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Today we got Jake. Yo. And Jared. I'm here. Today we're kind of seeing a lot in um, the world, and it's just kind of been something that's uh, always been around, you know? It's people who don't agree with people, and they end up hating each other, and they end up disliking each other, and this isn't something that's new. Um, it's gone back as far probably as ancient times, right? I mean, you had cultures and people who didn't see uh, exactly eye to eye with other cultures and they would go to war, like quite literally, <laughs> you know? It's like the most civil time we've ever lived yeah, in. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> really and I think, think about it. And that's something that I want to talk about too because as it may seem wild around, but it's still a million times better than it was like in a time like that, right? Yeah, like nobody... Just- is just getting their family together. And families were huge back then, right? It was like families ruled certain territories and whatnot. And nobody's getting their their all their huge army together to be like, well, I'm going to attack your family. Uh, I'm going to conquer your land. Yeah, you know <laughs> what like, I mean? Sounds fun. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and we're, we're getting into times where it's really big us versus them. That's the big thing. There's a big us versus them mentality. And I think as Christians, it's our job to kind of rise above all of that. And it's our job to um, lead with the gospel for one, but also lead in a way that points people to the one who has all the answers, the one who um, can really solve and heal and bring uh, people together, right? So what do you guys think? Oh, man. Well, you know what I think it really is? What, what is it? Wait, what are you, you laughing at? <laughs> I love just hearing talking, your... <laughs> he gets this big old smile. Because I just love hearing you talk. Well, I think what it really is is like... Okay. I feel as though that people are taking sides on something that they don't know the actual truth of. Does that make sense? Like, there's this scenario, there's this, I don't know, uh, event, whatever, who knows. What, that seems to be what is big right now. It's like an event happens, everybody hurt, picks a side where they stand on it, and we go from there, right? And I just feel like there's so much misinformation and so many inaccuracies in all of this that it's so hard to pick a side. How do we actually know what truth is? And so my point in all that was like, there used to be a time when people wanted truth, you know, like I want the truth. And if that makes means my opinion's wrong, so be it. But I don't think that's so much the case anymore. It's like, a, like you said, it's a you against me and I want my team to win. Mm-hmm. Even if I'll use what is not that true. Yeah, even if we go down with the ship burning. <laughs> if the ship's burning and I, this meme is not entirely true, but it makes a little bit of sense to what I believe, I'm going to post it. It's like, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh-huh. And I think one of the biggest things that I see And I've noticed is, and we've talked about this plenty of times, but we could talk about it more, is when you turn the screens off and you go outside and you go to the store and you give somebody a a smile under the mask, you know what I mean? Or wave to them or say, hey, how you doing? You don't sense any of that animosity, you know? And I know that's it's probably different in bigger cities, you know, or in cities where it's just getting wild. And I'm, I'm sure it is, but I know... Um, in this community, it's not so much like that. And I've, I've had people say to me that it's like, well, that's your bubble and you got to try to understand what's outside your bubble. And I get that hundred percent. I get that. But the person who I can reach the most and the person who I can impact the most is the person in my community. 
You get me? That's yeah. That's what I think is unfortunate right now is that we're looking at everything at such a uh, grand scale that we're not taking into account what's going on in our own backyards, you know? And it takes power away from where things are getting wild and people are hating on each other, crapping on each other. You know what I mean? Just hating each other. It takes away when, when say it's not my area, it takes away when I try to get involved from their community. Like that's their backyard. You know what I mean? That's yeah. their home. That's where they need to come together and really make some uh, changes, make some whatever it may mm-hmm. be. They They need to take care of that. And I don't think I can personally, like, I don't think it's my responsibility to go over there and tell them what to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, I, I know, I know what you mean, what you mean. And I think it's important that you, that's a great point. I want to say it again, that you understand it's like not your bubble. It's not your bubble. I know people say, like you said, get out of your bubble, but it's like the influence you have is where you are. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's funny because it's like, oh, well, I want to fight for what's happening in Wisconsin, but. Why? When I can, there's so much to do here. There's so yeah. many things that I can actually have a hand in. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, my meme doesn't have influence in Wisconsin. You know what I mean? But we yeah. feel like because of what's happening there, I have to, f- mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. And there's ways, of course, like that organizations make things easy. So say uh, like that hurricane. Laura? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's tearing up. Uh, it's like a... It's the South. Is it Louisiana? I think so. Don't quote me on that, but there's organizations. The Southeast. Is it Southeast? Yeah. Like Convoy of Hope. It's like, oh, if you just donate this money, this gets this many meals and this many. And like, cool. That's awesome. Like, do do that thing, you know? I'm not saying to help outside of your bubble, but it's just like you said, your most direct impact, like face-to-face, person-to-person that you could really help is right here in your own community. I think that's what Jesus did all around. But of course, in um, actuality, he did it so we could all be those people in our communities. You know what I mean? Like Jesus was in the Israel area, that area in uh, Egypt, Mm -hmm. all like that area. It's not that he didn't want to get to the other areas, but he understood that he was human. This is what he could impact the most, and that's what he did. But like I said, it's on the rest of us to kind of take up that mantle and go into the world, you know, go into these different places. But I find that the problems within our own backyard are huge, you know? Like we talked about foster care that one one time, uh, and there was, what, about like 40,000 about Uh, in the Riverside County? Oh, maybe. Something along the lines of there. And homelessness, too, in the Riverside County has just spiked, like, Mm. through the roof. It is nuts. It's everywhere you look. And that's like a crisis right there, you know? And there's just so many things. And I think that's, that's what we need to realize is there's so many things to do, absolutely. But when people come barreling down on you with what they want you to do, it's overwhelming mm. because we all have passions. We all have designs that God has uh, inspired in us and put in us. And of course, we should act on those things and get them done. But when it's all come, it just comes barreling at you, it's like you get overwhelmed and you get full, filled with anxiety. And you're like, what in the world do I do? You know, And that's why I think it's so important to just focus on what's happening in your community right now. It's a weird time. It's a weird time where we're currently in. It's it's really difficult. And I think it's impacted everybody very differently, whether you are somebody who 
he's very outspoken for one cause or another. Um, but I think the main thing that we need to try to stick to is try to be amicable in all this. We need to make sure that we're continuing to just love on one another. I think it's, it's real easy to pick a side. Um, I know there are certain people and I know Dylan kind of, I know he has his views, his opinions, but he, he does pretty good at keeping, you know, more in the middle as far as how he is. Um, but I think that's the main thing. We just need to make sure and continue to love those other people, whether whatever side you choose to be on. But yeah, there's a lot of issues. And I think the big thing is people are choosing to be either outspoken or post on Instagram, Facebook or whatever, or feel like they need to, they have to do something, but they really don't, maybe they don't understand how to do it. So like you said, a big thing is doing things in our own backyard. Um, I think a really important thing, and I know Richard's talked about this, is um, pay attention to what's going on in your community. If you see something you don't like in your community and you feel like you want to change it, are you going to your town halls? Are you going to your city meetings? Are you paying attention when you're voting for these measures and all the stuff in the polls? Are you are you even voting? Like, really pay attention to what's going on around you. Or the problem of homelessness. Um, in the city I work in, I'm exposed to homeless people all the time just because they generate a lot of you know, things that come with it. And homelessness is an issue, but there's a lot of other things that come with it. And there's a lot of things to start with it. Um, unfortunately, you know, jobs, but there's a lot of stuff with it concerning, you know, drunkenness and, and drug problems and stuff like that. So there's a lot of issues that come with homelessness. So it sucks. It's really hard to seed and there's no universal answer for any of this. Otherwise we, most of, you know, the smart people or even not so smart people probably would have figured it out by then. But I think that's the main thing. It's, I don't think they're, I think we're letting the media and other government entities and TV and we're letting them draw the line where there's no, no really line. You could think differently than somebody else and still be friendly. You Dude, could think it's differently. It's so frustrating. Still, you can. And the thing that sucks is I know you said this is something you've been frustrated with. I, I've been a lot better at, if it comes up anything like politics or anything, like, you know what, I'll talk about it lightly. But I get won't get too into it because I'm like, I'm just not trying to start a fight with somebody. If they want to have a discussion, that's fine. But real quickly, s- there's people I know and they'll bring it right to me. They're like, hey, and they'll be r- real kind of aggressive and hostile. I'm like, I'm just not trying to go there. I don't feel like getting into this just because I'm trying to do my best to love on people. I could have my views and opinions, but I'm trying to just do my best. But like, nah, it's all love. I love you. And this is about political things, not, you know anything else, even if they're sinners. Hey, you know what? If you're sinning, I love you. It's wrong, but I love you. But it's it's hard being that, that middle spot. Dude, it's so frustrating because you have these sides, right? That are chosen, that are picked. And if you just watch them unfold, it's like the other team is literally the worst, but for both. It's like the other team is the worst, like if I'm on this side, then I think your side's the worst. Absolutely wrong in everything you do. If I'm this side, I think you're awful and this is it's gonna go down this road. And it's just it's just weird to me because what the frick are you guys laughing at? I'm just looking at Jake. Because <laughs> I can keep just going. read his mind. I'm just like, oh man. Keep going, keep his going. Mind. I don't you lose your train of thought. But it's just weird because it's like, okay, what are we fighting for here at this point? Like, I don't get it. I really don't get it anymore. And it makes me just not want to be a people, part of any of Unfortunately, that. people are going to fight for whatever they're told to fight for. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. And yeah. I think it's kind of like going back to a few weeks ago, we we're talking about in my opinion, you have to in, you have to go to 
the Bible and you have to go to the heart of Jesus and go to the things that he was fighting for. One of the things that they, people bring up, like, Jesus, you know, turned the tables over. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Well, he did that because, yeah, I mean, it was a righteous anger. Don't get me wrong. But it's because people were being, uh, they, were, they were playing like almost this, um, they were a wall in between people and God, right? These merchants and these people. And so what bothered him was that people couldn't easily come to know God. That bothered him. That set him off. Okay, so then we look at our own life. Well, what are the things that bother us and why? Most of the time it's selfish and because Jake doesn't like it and it's, it bothers me. So I think, in my opinion, you have to, as a, if uh, speak to the Christian, you have to look at, okay, well, what bothers God, right? Uh, you look back in the Bible, you look at all these things, dare I say abortion, these, all of these things, this, this bothers God. We saw what he did when they were sacrificing children. He blew up the nation. Yeah, that's it's all like, throughout the Old Testament. Just like nation after nation, just keep on messing up. And he's like, all right, I'm going to send these people to wreck you guys. You yeah. Know? And they're like, how could a loving God do that? And he's like, what gave, are you talking about? Gave him plenty of time. Isn't that a crazy side note where it's like you have people that are like, how could God let all this evil happen? And then God destroys the city because of all the evil. And they're like, how could a loving God destroy yeah. a city? <laughs> and what's funny, even if that topic of, you know, killing babies, that's like still, I, I thought it was like not quite as much as a hot topic anymore. Like, I feel like, oh, well, there are people, you know, you're pro-life, pro-choice, yeah. but I didn't think it was like spicy thing. Like people are still very much, if you say like, oh, pro-life, like they'll freak out. They'll get really upset at you. It's like, yeah, it's, why darkness. are you mad at me for being in favor of keeping a child alive i yeah. it just it's nuts i didn't really think like it was still that much a big spark like you're talking years and years and years ago when they did the supreme court case that basically made abortion legal okay i get it but it's like now it's i don't know i just i didn't i guess i'm been a little a little yeah. off well I, I think i just said that to sh to bring it back to the things that we look at in the bible that mm -hmm. Um, capture God's attention and capture God's heart. And those are the things that we should really be thinking about. Because if you go on right. Facebook, you have every type of problem, every type of cause thrown at your face that somebody says, you need to fight for this. Why isn't anyone saying about this? What about this? What about this? And it's kind of like a buffet of causes that you can just choose which ones you want to fight for. And it's like, go to back to what does God you know, want from his church? What does he want his church to fight for? I'm not saying... Be silent about everything and you know, don't stand up for what's right. But but I am saying align those things with God before you just start running your mouth. Because I think what happens is if you fight for everything, well, now you've watered your own opinion and you watered your word down. And once I see that, I'm like, oh, just another thing you're trying to get in on, huh? You know? But I want someone who's like, I tend to follow or be influenced by somebody who knows what they're fighting for and sticks with it again time after time after time after time after time it's like this person is an absolute advocate for this you know they're dedicated to that one specific cause right and a lot of times it's because right. god put it on their heart and they ran with it yeah. you know that's a lot of times what happens but yeah i think everyone just feels like they need to fight for everything because they're going to be shamed if they don't what a sad world well that's the big thing you got to make sure that you got to make sure you look good Dare I say it? Wild, dude. Dare I say it? Virtue signaling. You're just you got to do it for the gram. You got to make sure people look at you and see that you're doing, you know, whatever the cause of the week is. Businesses are doing it too. Oh yeah, they're pandering. I mean, but, that's just what that's just the truth. I'm not mm -hmm. saying I'm not trying to neglect anything like that, but I'm saying that is what's the truth. 
And it's like, how genuine does that really feel? Are you like, yeah, they did this? Or is it like, they had to. No one gave them a choice. You guys are going to, you know, never shop at this place again if they didn't. (laughs) It's like, how genuine and authentic, authentic is it? That's wild to me. Like that thought process. And probably because I'm more of a forgiving person than anybody, but um, like the, that idea, it's like, well, you're done. Even though I enjoy all your stuff, it's like, I'm not going to go there anymore. Everybody's canceled. Canceled. And I know we talked about that, but it's, it's just like when you go down that road, that road will never end. And then it'll eventually lead to you, you know, it'll eventually lead to you not doing something right. And that's just like the graceless society that we live in now, you know? Everybody makes mistakes, but it's important that you cover them up and don't share about them or else you're done, you know? Oh, what an awful way to live, man. Yeah, and I think that's what creates uh, the us versus them type of thing, right? It's just you're afraid of what um, other people will think or say, and it's like I you have to hardline it, right? You have to hardline one side or the other, and I don't like that because – this is this is my optimistic world right here. Like, think about this. This is going to sound ridiculous. Okay, I'm close my eyes. <laughs> I'm just going to dream with you. This is mm. my optimistic world. So you got to think about it because it's going to get even crazier because there's a presidential election yeah. uh, coming up and it's just going to get more and more wild. In a dream world, in like, a, oh, you know what? We're respectful. We're cool with each other. It's like these two people running for president, Joe Biden and President Trump, would like sit down and have a conversation like what's really going on with this this country like let's talk about this and let's move things forward (laughs) you know yes that that would be nice that would be yes that's like the optimistic that i'm not saying this like it will ever happen i know but just think about it like it's just (laughs) it's just weird if you take it in in any situation yeah in any situation like say um say me and jerry were like fighting for these two positions at a church as a pastor, not fighting, but like we're both being interviewed. We know we're being interviewed and it's like, Oh, what would you do? And they sat us down together and we just started like cussing each other out. Like, cause we're both gunning for the same position. Yeah. Like that's weird. Okay. You know? think of, okay. I'm going to, let me paint that same picture for people because think about you guys, there's, you guys own a business, right? Or let's say you work for a business, the owner leaves and it's like you two are up for the same job. Now, if you guys, this business is like, say it's crashing like it's not doing good but if you guys get it to do good you'll be doing very well for yourselves right but it's like one of those things where all you can be focused on is you beating him him beating you you getting the position instead of like well what if we work together built this thing up and made this thing insane and we'd be set we're obviously all in the same country we're on the same, everyone <laughs> in the same country why would i root for someone to lose (laughs) and like i don't know man it's just wild to me dude that there's it's clown world yeah and there's i think it's only going to get worse you know there's no if um, okay if trump wins it's going to get worse if biden wins it's going to get worse yeah everybody's unhappy (laughs) either way one team is going to (laughs) lose everybody's mad at some point everybody's going to be angry and um but i think that's that's even another thing that i i guess want to speak to because i think in this um, in America, we've definitely been blessed and like had the opportunity to grow up in a world where it's like a lot, and most of the world is this, but I think America more so that where Christian values were like upheld, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, over the years, they just get more and more deteriorated and, but we act like 
this isn't the world that Jesus said was going to happen. I got a theory about that. You you get what I'm saying? I it's know like exactly this, what you're this saying. world is run by the enemy and it's crazy to me that I I guess the the line between like are we serving Jesus and then it's like oh now let's make sure our country our community is good or is it like my country needs to align with God says and it's like God Jesus said the opposite. He said this is the a dark place. Right. You know? Okay. Can I just kind of um, a little tangent? Yeah. Very small, very, very brief. I heard someone talking about there was a QA with a pastor and they were saying, Well, what role should the church play in all this? They're talking about uh Bill Gates and the chip and the mark of the beast and all that kind of theory stuff that's going on. Your fun uh ideas. Yeah. But this is what they were saying. And he goes yeah, you know, I think the church should be playing a role. They should be in prayer and they should be in this. And, you know, I think the church being um, silent and the church being, you know, I think he said the word lazy is speeding the process up. And I started thinking, I was like, because they're like, yeah, we need to slow this down. We need to get in the way. And I was like, remember when Jesus was about to uh, be arrested and was it, who cuts the dude's ear off? Or no, Peter. Was it Peter? Yeah. And doesn't he tell Peter, he's like, get behind me, Satan? Mm -hmm. Is that that same interaction? Um, no. It's not? No. What's the interaction where he's like, get behind me, Satan? I think when he tells Peter that like he's going to be crucified type of thing and he's like, no, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So I started thinking about that because if you read your Bible, you read Revelation, you read all these things, it's like, you know, things like times like these must come. They're going to happen. Yeah. Right. And Jesus was like, it's inevitable. And Jesus was trying to say it to Peter, like, this is inevitable. And you slowing it down is slowing down what I was meant to do. And That's I was interesting. Like, and mm. I was thinking about that. And I was like, I wonder if he was, Jesus was here. Like, if he's like, why are you, what do you guys, fight? like, I told you this was going to happen. Like, what are you doing? Why are you in the way? Mm. Obviously, it's kind of like a, a weird rabbit hole to go down because you can think so many different ways about yeah. it. But I just thought it was interesting, man. No, I think that's true because I think, I think Christians are fighting for the wrong things right now, honestly, yeah. in my opinion, where it's um, because sides are drawn, like you see that more than you see like a soul now. You get me? Like you see- You see the jersey. Yeah. yeah. You see like the- <laughs> That's crazy. The, you see the anger or you see somebody who disagree with or you don't like and whatever, and you place all these thoughts and feelings and emotions on them and you don't see like the image of God anymore. You know, and I think something that's very important is the woman at the well. And also like the Good Samaritan story is, I know I'm jumping around, I'm sorry, but uh, the woman at the well was in Samaria and they had to go through, uh, Jesus went through Samaria. He didn't have to, but he chose to go there. And what's important to know is that um, Jews and Samarians did not like each other. Like they absolutely despised each other. Mm-hmm. And I even read in a commentary that um, the Jewish people like burnt down an altar that was to Yahweh, like God. They just bur- because it was just theirs. because it was theirs. Like so, there's years and years and years and years of distrust and just like hatred and disdain, and it be- it came because they're kind of like half breeds, like half mm-hmm. Jewish, half. Uh, I forget what else it is, but there's in that culture then it's like that's not what you do, you know. So there was just so much disdain towards each other. And Jesus said he had to go through there. And he meets that Samarian woman or Samaritan woman at the well. And he starts talking to her. Mm-hmm. And today, when we see whoever the Samaritan is in our lives, it's like, 
I'm not going to be around them. I'm not going next to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything. And what's even crazier is he asks the woman for a drink. He asks her like, hey, can you get me something to drink? <laughs> do you think... Do you think that that's like real though? Which part? Like, do, do you guys know anybody like in your own personal life where you're like, they won't talk to me just because of my political views? Oh, I get what you're saying. Uh, I could see those lines being drawn. I I've, see them on I, social media. I have, media. Interactions. Tough I have interactions with that's friends true. to like to this day where it gets to that point where if it's something gets brought up, if I say something, I know they're ready. Like they are ready. Yeah. I, if I if I say something, it's sparking the match, and they're ready to go off. Okay. And yeah, it can't ever go there. It, it's kind of it's sad because. I never thought my friendships in my current life would be put to the test over politics. And <laughs> over that's sad. A stranger. <laughs> and, and, and that's honestly, it's it's real sad because what's made it hard is I feel very strongly about what I feel strong about. You know, I do. Um, it's what I've researched and what I believe is the truth. Other people do the same thing. However, letting some like ideology, something that's not even tangible, something that's just, you know, it's it's not real. That being the deciding line. So it's it sucks, but that's like the world we live in today. And I think I think honestly a lot of people are probably dealing with that. I think a lot of people have friendships or relationships where they are struggling because politics. Yeah. And it, it it's silly, it shouldn't be that way. However, it's it's very much identity politics. It's very much so it this is so strong and this is who I am. And if you disagree with me, you are blatantly disagreeing with who I am as a person. Can you imagine letting Donald Trump or Joe Biden tell me who I am? No, but we that do. Sounds ridiculous. But we Good do. Lord, that I yeah, I guess some do, but uh, America it's wild. Does. isn't that wild to think about? Dude, okay. I was reading Judges. I finished up Judges the other day and um that whole book is just basically about Israel like messing up and then he appoints a judge. Mhm. To whip judges them over them. Yeah, whip them in the shape. And then he, that that one dies and usually dies like, and doesn't end it in like all this glory. It's like, oh, they made an idol and they, there's whole, the whole family worships this idol now. You know, it's yeah. like that type of stuff. So it always kind of leaves on a bad note. But at the end of it, it kind of starts and ends, which is in the same way, which is wild. It said uh, that the Israel nation did what they saw right in their own eyes because mm-hmm. basically because they had no king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right now you see that right oh, now. Yeah, you you see people wanting a king and that's insane. And it's not like the word king, but it's like, we need the person, the leader, the leader the face to the but movement. But it's basically the king, right? It's mm-hmm. the king. We need the king because we're just seeing what's right in our own eyes and nobody can freaking agree on anything. And the only thing that's going to move us forward is like King Jesus. He is the King. Right. And that is the only way we can move forward in any of this. Because when we make a person, a human being, guess what? They're the human being, whoever, however wise, however powerful, however, whatever they are, is still somebody who sees what's right in their own eyes. Yeah. And that is wild to me. That when I when I read that I forgot about it and read it and I was like oh my goodness, this is exactly what's happening right now. People are just living by what they see, what's right in their own eyes because we have no king, mm-hmm. because a people group has no king. Dude, that is like, it's so true. It's so true. Everyone needs a face to the movement, except the movement is politics. Like what what happened to the movement being like? 
the gospel and the movement being loving people and the movement being serving others and the mm-hmm. movement like what like you know what i mean like can you just imagine like if you just for a second if our lives were directed and focused there with our friends and our family instead of like oh i don't want to hang out with this guy at this mm-hmm. birthday party because i know he's going to bring it up and i'm going to have to talk like can you just imagine if that was not at the forefront of our mind and it was just about how i can love and serve people yeah like, because there's a face to that movement. There's a king for that movement. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's the hardest, that's the hardest thing, dude, is to just like love people who you know are just going to very much so probably get upset with you. Like navigating through that is tough. Like I've had situations in my life where it's not about politics, right? It's just like we hated each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like you. You don't like me. Yeah. All right. Let's go. <laughs> like that's just what it is. <laughs> And I know loving somebody through that is the hardest thing because one, you don't even want to do it. And two, it's like, how do you, when you know, it's like, we can't even really be in each other's presence right now, you know? Yeah. And I know, uh, one thing that I did in my life where I just finally was like, I can't do this anymore is I decided, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this person at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Cause I would just like, it'd get on that topic and I'd be like, you know what this person said the other day to like my friends, like how stupid is this? And like, how dumb build your team. Yeah. You yeah. know what I yeah. mean? Build the people that just like affirm me and be like, you're right. You know? And, yep. um, I would do that, but I realized I was like, I can't do that anymore. That's not right. Like for one and two, it's just stealing life from me, you yes. know? And I, yeah, I realized, right. I think that's step number one and people you may despise or whatever around you, your friends, the people in your community is, not talking about poorly about them anymore, you know, and really just moving on and what you want to move forward rather than going, taking three steps back, being just so fixed or focused on whoever that person is, you know, and then, and then take it from there. Yeah. Cause you give control and power to people who don't need to have control or power over you, you know? Right. And going back to the division, that's what we do with the opposite people and, I, I see going back to that because that's kind of the topic of that, but it's just like we do that same thing where it's like I'm gonna give this person so much power over me simply because they see things a little bit different. It's like, yeah, that's just not. I don't know, dude. That's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't do that for your whole life, man. Yeah. Go ahead, Jerry. No, I was say I've had, I had an experience with a, with one of my friends, one of my very best friends, and it was one of those things where instead of, you know, not talking about the person, it was not talking about this whole topic of what's hot right now um, with one of my very best friends. And at one point, I feel like we were just kind of like butting heads without the same stuff. And then once we kind of stopped discussing things we, we knew that was going to get us riled up in the wrong way, everything was cool again. We, we focused on just being friends with each other. We focused on just being cool again. And that was like, oh, wow. So you're telling me if we don't talk about something that's extremely controversial, and, you know, we can discuss, but if we don't talk about it with the intent knowing, all right, like, this is what's going to happen, or being that person that causes dissent, like, that's that's an answer to most of our problems. But one thing, one verse I want to bring up, so I've been reading through Ephesians. I've been doing a uh, Devo through uh, Ephesians, and this verse just felt so fitting at this time. And it's Ephesians 2, 14 through 16. It says, for he himself is our peace, talking about Jesus, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh, the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of two, thus making peace. And I was like, man, 
if that's if that doesn't apply to this time, like I don't know what does because th- we're basically in this time of two sides. You're either on this side, you're on that side, and the only thing that's going to de- cre- destroy that dividing wall is Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to be able to bring us together. Yeah. You know, what's wild about that, Jerry? And I, I've shared this with you too, is because you brought up we're on these sides now, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to be on the right side of history. Like, oh my gosh, we need to be on the right side of history. Uh-huh. Like, big deal. Or the left side. <laughs> yeah, or the left side of history. I'm, I didn't even mean it in that manner. I'm just joking. Uh, Whatever side. I'm just making sure everyone's included, dude. It's just because that 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 verbiage is getting used, or that those yeah. those yeah. wordings are getting used. You know, it's like I'm gonna make sure I'm on the right side of history, and I think that creates a lot of us versus them when you look at people in who in your mind are on the wrong side of history. Because the greatest example, and this probably only applies to Christians, because as a Christ follower, I believe Jesus came down died for my sins, died for the sins of humanity, rose again, uh, defeated the devil in that way and show him like, hey, what's mm-hmm. good, you know? So Come I on. believe that 100%. Mm-hmm. And I truly think there's been one people group in the whole entire world who has ever been on the wrong side of the history, wrong side of history, truly. And it's the people who crucified Jesus. That's like, you can't debate that. You can't like... Think about, it's like without a shadow of a doubt, because look, there's been terrible people in humanity, but look, they saw what was right in theirs and they had a group of people who were like, yeah, this is right. And, but at the end of the day, there is nothing that nobody can come back can say. It's like this dude literally saved all of humanity, front, front to back, everybody. They were absolutely on the wrong side of history by crucifying this man. But yet, what did he do while he was on the cross? Forgive them. He forgave them. For they know not they what they do. They don't know what they doing. They don't know what they do. I can think of a couple people who, famous historical people, that be okay. on the wrong side. But yeah, no, you but are 100% you, correct. But if you go to the right person, it's like, no, like what they're doing is you, like- You have people yeah, who adhere to that say. ideology that, yeah. no, 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 I think maybe they, they, they was right. It's like, save the sins of humanity. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like you can't find any bad thing. That's the greatest thing ever. Right. And what did he do? But when were he they on there? the right side of history because that needed to happen? Maybe Judas was. Was he? He was the key. Mm-hmm. So was he in the right? No. <laughs> no? No. His, but it had his, to happen, right? That was his purpose. That was his purpose and the ultimate will of God. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So get, what, it, what is the right what side? I was just being uh, no, a I get jerk to try to get some theological way around it. No, I get I was what just you're joking saying. around, but yeah, I know. But it's just wild that he prayed for... Uh, as a Christian, yeah. you look over that and it's like, oh yeah, that means we need to love and forgive. And then when it happens in your life, it's like, frick this dude. And <laughs> I hate this person, you know? And it's just funny. Oh it's my just gosh. funny. Because it is funny. They nailed him up to a cross, tortured, abused him, um, ran him out of many towns before that, you know? And yet here he was like, forgive them. And I think it's because, like you said, people are aimlessly wandering right now no king no king jesus knew his mission he knew why he was here he knew what he was going to do he knew he knew he had it mapped out obviously we don't have it mapped out but i think if we can understand the mission then you realize that certain things don't need your attention certain things uh don't need to bother you certain things I, i always say this it's like worst case scenario is death right that's the worst case scenario for us and even then right death is there's victory Okay, so why on earth would I let someone's meme ruin my night because it talks about this? 
but it's so we've gotten to a place where it's so petty and we've just become so like tossed and thrown around by the wind and it's like no get on your feet you know have you know within god what no i'm just saying like keep going That's oh good. i was just saying like get on your feet understand why you are where you are why god has you where you are and go and move and stop looking around at every single thing that can get in your way or get in your mind because that's exhausting man and you're not going to get anywhere just by letting every single person push you and push you and push you and push you it's not going to work mm-hmm. and i think that goes along just with like that whole idea and it's not my idea i got it from carlos whitaker he's a man i follow on instagram and he says uh don't stand on issues walk with people because like you said it's when you see that thing that makes you upset, it's like you're choosing the issue at that point. Yeah. You know, you're choosing the issue. You're choosing to get mad at the issue and you need to prove your point. You need to prove this one. It's like, how about you walk with people instead? Like walk alongside people in relationship, walk with alongside people uh, in your daily life. Like you said, your family, your friends, uh, people outside of that, you know, walk, mm-hmm. uh, talk with them, listen to them, have them listen to you. Like that kind of stuff is what's going to keep civility and ultimately mm-hmm. build relationships uh, just just all around you, you know, because despite everything happening right now, like the truth lies, like I'm, it's in, I'm in awe that people can't have any compromise. Like there's no compromise. In, oh yeah. It's, uh, I'm in awe of it. And one of the things that I heard, I forget from whom this was, but they talked about like, start with uh, the things that you agree on. Maybe then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and he said, the more you, the, when you start that way, the more you talk, you realize you want the same thing for the most part, but you just different ways to get there. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's true. I think that's totally true. But like I said, it's, and we've been talking about, it's us versus them. It's Def Jam Vendetta fight for New York, dude. dude. And it's, <laughs> what it really is is a pride thing. It's like me thinking that, I am going to be the savior of this. Or I your way is just If I don't do it this way, if it doesn't get done this way, it's not going to get done. And I don't think people realize, not, no, don't, I shouldn't say it that way. Actually, I will say it that way, how insignificant we really are in the scheme of God and, and what God's actually doing and how God uh, is actually, you know, still on the throne, believe it or not. But yeah, man, it's, it's almost like exhausting to talk about. It's yeah, extremely... It exhausting like, like yeah, you're talking about it right now right i'm just idea. like yeah. oh my gosh, i even wrestled with it be- exactly because it was just like i don't want to beat a dead horse basically you yeah know I mean? but uh but it's real yeah i find that it's just happening right now and i think something that's important to know is and i said it this past sunday because the whole thing is like black lives matter uh is the greatest or awful and cops are the greatest or awful you know, and it's like, dude, how are these like the only, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. I have respected people whom I love and respect who, are, uh, and black friends that tell me uh, about Black Lives Matter. And so, and so I can't, like when I walk with these people, I can't, con- like how people can condemn just the whole thing overall, I can't do that because you know what? I have people who I love and respect and they, they share these things with me and I walk alongside these people. And so I'm, I'm there with them. You know what I mean? I'm there listening to them and hearing that out. Yeah. And in the same regard, like I said, Jerry's a cop, one of my best friends. So when people like make this massive blanket statement for cops, it's like, I, 
that are against cops, it's like I can't it's get on. True. It's I can't get on board with that. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's there's bad cops. Yes. There's people who riot. Yes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's we need to be able to meet in the middle. And unfortunately, it's like if you meet in the middle, it, they're telling you that you're on the other side now. Both people are saying you're on the other and, side. Yeah. <laughs> and if you meet in the middle, it's like, oh, well, basically, since you're not picking a side, you're also in the wrong because you're trying to remain neutral in yeah. a climate that's so charged that you can't remain neutral. Silence is violence, dude. Ooh, be careful. Yeah, it is. That's what the, that's what everybody is telling you. But I think the most important thing Obviously, I, I agree with you, Dylan, too. Um, I, I have my views and opinions, especially when it comes to that topic because of my profession and mainly because I know me. I knew I know me and I also know how much I truly care and love people. So when I get the people that tell me like, oh, you know, you're this and you're that. I'm like, please tell me more about me. <laughs> tell, please tell me. what. <laughs> tell I'm me more about how I feel and act. But see, even with that, uh-huh. if they took that same idea, like. Don't stand on issues if they're just walking with you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If they decided like, hey, let's build a relationship and let's really figure this out. Mm-hmm. Then they could st- they could come from a place of with more weight almost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And more uh, open-mindedness, you know? And that would be nice. But yeah. I think the number one thing is I think it, if you want to have your opinion or you want to have your views, I think that's good because I think you should if, – if you are very, feel very strongly about something, I think that's okay. But I think at the end of the day, like we keep saying – Go back to the Bible. And the main thing that I, I was reading, um, you know, you know, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And one thing I found interesting was this commentary. I said, sons of God, it's those who strive to pre- uh, prevent contention, strife, and war, who use their influence to reconcile opposing parties, to prevent lawsuits and hostilities in families and neighborhoods. Every man may do something of this, and no man is more like God than who he, than he who does it. So that's the most important thing. The Bible is literally telling us, if you want to be like God, spread peace. That's the most important thing. If you're spreading contention and strife, you're you're doing the exact opposite of what God wants to do. And you're going to be the exact opposite of who God is. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's something we all need to be taking away out of this. Yeah. And I think um, what's wild to me is we've, as a Christian church, right, as as people who are followers of Christ, it's like, we've seen this all the time mm-hmm. in churches where it's like, uh, I don't know about that, he, what he said. And the mature of us, the mature ones of us would hear like, go to a church and maybe like the pastor said something that you're not necessarily 100% on. The mature people of us would be like, but I still love this church and I want to f- find out more about this, see what's happening rather than, uh, he didn't say something that I like. And there are some of us who are like, screw that guy screw yeah. this church screw all of this i'm gonna go find it so because you'll find people who think exactly like you until they don't you mm-hmm. know and then it's like screw this place then, then you too. find another church you know and it's the same thing in our um society right now and i see this on both sides like if you if people aren't saying exactly what you want them to say maybe they're saying like 85 percent what you yeah. want them to say but 15 percent's like nah i'm not about that then you're like, frick everything about this. Hey, we this. can't say that word anymore. I forgot. I Dylan's, <laughs> Dylan's been dropping all these frick bombs. Dude, I'm sorry. But they're just saying like, screw all yeah. of this, you know? Screw everything about it. And I don't like that. I don't well, yeah. like that. It's childish, dude. It is. It's absolutely, uh, like you said, it's immature. And I don't know, man. I think, like you said, it's it has to go back to, oh, that's what I was going to say. You know when you like you're on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and you see like oh uh 
MAGA guy goes to protest and it's just chaos. Like there's nothing good that's going to come out of that, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's true in a sense of strangers trying to convince strangers is like just oil and water. It's not going to mix. The only change I think, in my opinion, that I've ever experienced in my life had to come from people that I knew and I loved and I trusted. It has to be there, you know? And I think it's silly to think like, I'm going to convince all these strangers and these people that just see my posts are going to, no, it's going to happen over coffee or whatever. Like that's where change and conversation has to happen. And honestly, it doesn't even have to be conversations about change. Whatever happened to just conversations about like life. Mm. Like why well, I think I think we're talking obviously we're talking in the realm of politics, but there's also a side of life that's not politics, you know? There's a side of life that's like Imagine. Yeah. I was gonna say sports, but it kind of got political too. But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's so much more to life than this. And in uh, a year once this is all over, like this election year is over, mm. we'll 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 find a rhythm again. Yeah. And, and then we'll vi- revisit it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It'll I, f- I think the coffee talks are the most important thing, dude. Like I'm t- I'm gonna tell people this straight up, like if you are have the most hate for the for Trump in the world, find some find one of your friends who supports Trump and like sit down and have a conversation with them. And in the same regard, if like if you're super Trump trained and you're like, I can't stand any of this, like Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organizer, like sit down with yeah. somebody who who supports this uh, uh, group and sit down with them and have a cup of coffee with them and talk with them mm-hmm. and. Do not start yelling. Don't get crazy. Like, be open. Be open to mm-hmm. everything that you need to hear Dude. because that's what leaves the door open for conversation and for healing, in my opinion, you know? Dude, when I was in counseling, they were talking, it was like before we got uh, got married, they're like, if you guys are having issues or whatever, that's obviously paraphrasing, but they were saying, he said like, have a conversation where the first 10 minutes is her, the, f- the second 10 minutes is you. You are not allowed to talk in her 10 minutes. She's not allowed to talk in your 10 minutes mm. and just go. Yeah. She gets to say everything she needs mm-hmm. to say. You get to say everything you need to say. Mm. And, and truly a... listen too. Like I think that's people we really need to do is just listen because so much times, especially when it comes to stuff so like this. So much times. So much times. <laughs> so Jay could be talking and instead of me listening to what he has to say, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say next. I'm just like, mm, yeah. I'm going to say this after yeah. this. And then I'm like, is he done? Trying yeah, to remember. <laughs> yeah, but just sit down and like listen to the other person. And just, just remember, like, you're doing it because you care about them. It's about them. It's not about whether you wear a red hat or whether you want to burn the red hat. Whatever yeah, it is. It's whatever, like, you know, dude, whatever you choose. Just sit down and have a conversation. Sit Please. down, have a mocha frappuccino, and you'll be good. And you'll probably find that it's like, oh, you know what? This person said a lot of good things. Yeah. What an amazing thing. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? I had a lot of really good points, too, you know? Does it not feel like we're talking to six-year-olds right now? Yes, because we don't know how to act. I'm listening to this and I'm like kind of embarrassed. I'm like, guys, these people might be nice people. It's like, that's what you say to six-year-olds. Mm. Be nice. Don't yell at each other. Don't He's hit. not actually mean. It's like, he just has a lot become. of feelings. This is gr- these are grown people, by the way. Dang. Grown people. Facebook warriors. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors dogs. that are just going off. Grown people. Come on. And so that yeah. might sound harsh, but like, come on. No, I agree. And I think let's get real. Dude, I really think healing can take place with the church being active about this and praying and also to. going in those uncomfortable situations, you know? Like to. I said, uh Jesus went into Samaria, the place where you would not find a Jewish person like caught dead there, you know? 
you would not find it. It wouldn't be a thing. But there he was going there because he knew above all else, people needed him. People needed God. And it's also important. Can I just add this one? Let me add something to that. Oh, I almost, I almost forgot it this episode, but I got Handle. it. I got it. He's here. Better. That if your church is open, like go to your church. I think it's important to be around people who are also trying to live biblically and trying to follow the principles that you know Jesus left for us. Like that's important because it's easy to get isolated in your by your, especially right now, to get isolated and just let your mind go and let the people you follow on Facebook tell you. It's like no, no, get around people who uh, believe. Mm. What you know, similarly, as far as that goes, because that's where your worldview should be coming from. So. I agree. My quick side note, not really related. When I was in Texas, I got to go to church in person inside, and it was amazing. That sounds whack. It was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it's going to be 115 one of these Sundays. I forget which one it is. I think uh, this Sunday it's going to be 114. I'll oh. see you in the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also work on Sundays, so before you start condemning me, I work on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, guys. We could wrap it up with yeah. that. And dude, I implore you guys walk into those uncomfortable situations. Walk into those places where maybe it's somebody who you dislike because they view a certain thing a different way, which sounds like I'm talking to a six year old again. Look at them as an image of God. Boom. Mm. That's literally all we need to do. Even Christians today, it's like, what an amazing thing if we could view other people as images of God. Yes. Be nice to each other. That's mm. wild to me, dude. Yeah. It's just crazy. Take it easy out there. Yeah. Everyone's in the same struggle bus. Just D- yes. take it easy on each other. Dude, don't stand on issues. Walk with people. Come on. That's all it is. Talk to people whom... Even Jerry... Sorry, last thing. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Even Jerry like talked about uh, abortion earlier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have strong views about that, mm-hmm. but don't know anybody who's had an abortion. Like, Don't know what it means to go through that. Yes, I hold my biblical foundation strong. Yes, I agree with that. 100%. Uh, I don't. I want uh, babies to live. You know what I mean. But uh, walk alongside somebody who's maybe mm-hmm. gone that route. You know, I, mm-hmm. I truly don't understand what that feeling is, and never will. You know, and so I could have my strong opinion and stand on my soapbox, or I could get off and walk al- alongside um, somebody who's gone through that situation. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's true in any regard. Don't yep. stand on issues. Walk with people, fellas. Yes, lady fellas. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but that's been the Still Loading Podcast. We appreciate you guys. We have more to talk about. We have we, a lot more. Yeah, to talk a lot about. more to talk about. But Jake has a baby. He needs to get to. <laughs> I gotta give Mama a break. So. Yeah, we all love him though. He's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Love you guys. He's very too. cute. He's great. Well, I said I love the baby, not you, Jake. So. Yeah, oh, let's well. get that right. I love I you too. That's like what my life has become now. Yeah, <laughs> I show up. It's like, where's the baby? You're not even there, huh? <laughs> no. It's okay though. <laughs> but uh, that's been the Still Loading Podcast. We love you guys, Jake. Love you, Jerry. Love God, love others. Y'all have a good one. Keep an open mind. Walk with people. Love y'all.